I really want to caffeinate myself and others and support small businesses, but without having to put pants on. I wish there was a way to do that. I know. I'll ask Reflexa. Reflexa, what can I do to caffeinate myself along with others and support small businesses without putting on pants? Here is a targeted ad based on my constant surveillance of your thoughts and actions. Wait, what? Are you looking for a way to caffeinate yourself and others and support small business without having to put on pants? Well, then head on over to DeadlyGroundsCoffee.com. Deadly Grounds Coffee has smooth, rich flavors to satisfy the cravings of everyone on your list. From traditional flavors like pumpkin spice and French roast to more daring flavors like Hell's Fury, Highland Zombie Grog, Day of the Dead Roast, and Witch's Brew. And now, for a very limited time, you can try Butch Patrick's Dragula Dark Roast. Butch Patrick is known around the world for his role as TV's Eddie Munster. And when we deadly grounded him at a horror convention, he became such a big fan of our coffee that he hand-selected one of the roasts to make his very own. With most of the conventions on hold, Butch made available a limited supply of his Dragula Dark Roast, named after one of the coolest cars in television history. Personally autographed for our Deadly Grounds coffee fans. It's a delicious roast, silky smooth with a sweet finish. Perfect for any time of day and great for the coffee and Butch fans on your holiday shopping list. This is only available while our limited supply lasts, so hurry and get yours today. This holiday season, it's time to get a little deadly. Go on, you deserve it. Do you have a hankering for horror knowledge? We have such sights to show you. Do you require raging retro reviews? Do you desire discussions with devastatingly dashing dorks? The Dorkening Podcast Network has nearly 30 shows to satisfy all of your nerdy, geeky, and dorky needs. From horror reviews and celebrity interviews. Hi, I'm Adam Green, the director of the Hatchet films and the star of Allison. Hi, this is Dominic Case, who played the bounty hunter Gecko from The Mandalorian. Hi, I'm Mike Price. I'm a writer on The Simpsons. I co-created Epis for Family. Hi, guys. This is Dee Wallace from E.T. and Cujo. Hi, my name is Kurando Mitsutake, director of Gun Woman and Karate Kill. Hi, this is Samantha Newark, the voice of Jem and Jerrica from the original Jem and the Holograms cartoon series. As well as nostalgic trips into the past, pop culture, the latest in entertainment news, and so much more. Featuring a variety of shows and hosts that will simultaneously enrage, enlighten, and entertain you. Check out the Dorkening Podcast Network. My mom says I'm cool. Available on iTunes, Spotify, thedorkening.com, and wherever fine podcasts can be found. All right, well, that just didn't work. So, hey, welcome, welcome, welcome to another fantastic edition of It's Go Time with Jay and James. I am James, of course, and with me, as always, 
What's up, Jay? How are you? How's your weekend? The weekend was good. February is almost behind us. Yeah. March is looking forward. Green, St. Patrick's Day. So, you know, we're looking, we've got some good stuff coming up. You know, we're, we're into the doldrums of the sports schedule. We're kind of in the, Oh, for um, sure. Oh yeah. I've already been noticing that as we go. It's just like, Oh man, we got a show today. (laughs) Yeah. We got a show today. What are we, what are we going to discuss? I mean, we did have a show last week. Sorry for all you listeners. The audio got all fucked up, but uh, Pete, well, sorry, Pete. Uh, James and I uh, were having a very great discussion heated discussion about the celtics uh none of you get to hear that but uh yeah well there was you want i can upload just the j side of the just my version which i'm just yelling into the black hole which is no you know which doesn't out of context it it, it seems i'm insane but uh which is basically yeah, no, it was it was a good conversation. It's it, it's very hard to recreate conversations you've already had because you already know what the gist of the conversation is. But basically, it boiled down to was Jay was yelling at me because he misheard what I stated, um, and it had nothing to do with what he was yelling about. And then after the show, we talked about his it. like uh, oh. I don't I don't know because there's no show to tell me the truth, James. So I'm still exactly. don't believe you. I still don't believe you. You said J- Jason Tatum was not a superstar. That's what you yeah, said. But- but I also stated that also came off as a point is Brad Stevens doesn't know how to coach superstars. And then you, you, you took that with, you're telling me Jay's Tatum's not a superstar. And, and you said like, not at this point, you said that three point. or four and times still, over and over. And I, I said, yes, he is hundred percent superstar. We could get right back into it. Obviously everyone, all of us are. Well, no, but, no but, but because I'm just going to go like this is they lost to the Hawks at home a game they should have won. Then they got revenge against the Hawks two days later. And then there's a game, you know, then they let a 24 point lead slip away from the Pelicans and almost lost, almost lost in regulation until Tatum made it, made the tying shot, but then just wilted in the overtime. So your Celtics sensor conversation are one and two, you know, they're sub 500. What okay. is go? I mean, the, we talked about it. We'll just re, we, we can rehash some of that conversation. Is what's going on with these Celtics? And you alluded to the schedule, the travel, all that stuff. Um, but these teams are still playing the same teams. And then you look at the Nets, who legitimately swept the Western Conference this past week without oh. Kevin Durant. And there's probably been no ar- ever of an argument of the Nets are a better team. I am not. I I not once have I ever said that they weren't. So that's you could say whatever you want. But if you want to go in the last three games, let's look at the Lakers, man. Worst team in the league right now. If you go over the last four games. So, I mean, yeah, if you want to have a small sample size of a team, go for it. But it's 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 not it's not as as bad as it seems, even though the way that the season is going uh, could continue to fall off this cliff and you know we're making the playoffs so that's 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 because it you know it's because the the eastern division when you get past the fifth or sixth seed it's it's garbage it's it's a dumpster fire and i think the celtics are the better team on that uh, in that regard but we did mention it in the show and we'll recap it right now but they do have a trade exception they need to make an option if they don't i said it you know last week then they're punting and this is just a season that they're just going to wave into the wind. Uh, 
which I don't agree with because you got guys like Jalen and Jason that they're not going to stand for this because you see how the NBA goes, how the NFL goes, how all these players are starting to say, hey, you know, not only the fan base, what have you done for me lately? But these players are the same way where they're going to say, get me the hell out of here and they'll leave. And then and then when you you want to see this, you want to see a really shitty team uh, without those two guys. Yikes. You know, so, yeah, there's there's there needs to be something happening during the trade deadline. Uh, they have options to do that. Now, like you've mentioned before in the show, is Danny going to actually put together a package where he may lose in the long run, but gain a chip that can help us uh, win a couple games over the next two two years? You know, or or at least compete with guys like the Nets, the guy Milwaukee and the Sixers. They're all better. I've never I don't think I've ever said that they weren't. You know, I think uh, even in our NBA pregame show, I had Milwaukee versus the Nets. You know, in the in the um, Eastern Conference Finals, just because the way it looked on paper, you know, or uh, maybe not the Nets. I think uh, Corey had them and maybe Pat did. Not really sure. I know you had a lot of, you know, like, when are they going to employ type scenarios? But uh, maybe I had the Sixers because Sixers are still a really good team, too. I mean, you look at them on paper and if they ever wanted to kind of get off of Ben Simmons and bring somebody else in, God, and they could just rack in draft picks with that. But I don't know. They're, yeah, I they're, mean, they're trying to make I'm it looking happen. At the Eastern, I'm looking at the Eastern Conference standings right now. The 76ers are in first uh, tw- with a record of 20 and 11. Um and right now the Celtics are six at 15 and 15. So they're they're They are at 500, mm-hmm. but they're only four and a half games away. Um, and realistically, if you look at the Eastern conference standings, it's honestly Sixers. The nets are half a game behind them. And then mm-hmm. the bucks are two games out of first. Then you have this unbelievably large group of teams that are between four and six games behind first place, which and has been includes- normal for the last X amount and that years, includes so. the Bulls in nine, Hornets at eight, Knicks at seven, the Celtics at six, the Raptors at five, tied in uh, tied with the Pacers at four. So if the season ended today, you are playing the Bucks in the first round, and you're on the road. Um, Yikes! So Not- yeah, that's a that's a tough. So you're literally on the road for the Bucks, the Nets, and the Seventy Sixers. Um, you know, and, and I keep forgetting that we only have half the schedule that the other half of the season schedule hasn't dropped yet. So you're most likely, I have a feeling the Celtics are going to be roughly at 500 when we hit the all-star break. Um, yeah. I, I don't see them really going on a big tear right now. I think they're missing too many pieces right now. I think Marcus smarts hurting them right now that not being there, even though oh, he's yeah. traveling with the team, he's on the plane. He's, he's at practice and stuff, but he just hasn't been cleared to start. Um, you know, the question is, can the Celtics turn around the second half? I mean, if, if again, this first half is a sampling size, you know, they're losing the teams they shouldn't lose to. Mm-hmm. Um, like, they, they should have mopped the floor with the Hawks. Too, they should have swept the Hawks in those back-to-back, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. They're what you said, one and two right now over the last three games, and they should be 3-0. No, no, and realistically, if you, no if, if you expand that out, they're – six and 12 in the last 18. So, you know, it's just one of those things like, okay, when is, when are they going to get their feet underneath them? Like, you know, because you're right, they have the talent to be in the top four. They're in the talent to be in the conversation to have home field for at least what home field, 
home court for at least one round of the playoffs. Yep. You know, maybe even two. But, you know, as they're losing the teams they shouldn't lose to, it's hard for me to see that. Yeah. Like I said, now I'm looking at the standings, but, uh, you know, there's no, I have no fear with New York, Charlotte, Chicago, the Heat. I have a feeling that they're underperforming. You know, if you really want to talk about a fan base that are probably pulling their hair out, well, I mean, they're not a huge, strong fan base, but neither, you know, regardless, you know, they're, they have a losing 13 and 17 record and they're coming off a Eastern conference finals champ and taking the Lakers to four games. So it, you know, we're not them right now, but by the way, that's a fantastic Celtic like spin on, Oh, they took the Celt- the Lakers to four games in the finals. You mean five games? Who? You see, you, you, you just said you, the, the heat took the Lakers to four games. Oh, I'm sorry. Six. They took them to six. I said I'm, four. Making, Sorry. I'm making, no, I'm, no, no, I'm making was, a joke. No, I guess what I'm saying as a fan base, it's like Miami. If I, if that was me. Oh, so if Celtics were 13, 17 right now with the team they got right now, I'd just be a fucking no hope. But if I was in Miami shoe, I'm like, well, their team's still pretty good. I don't know what's happening down there. There's not well, a light shining on hot. them. Yeah. And they got hot in the bubble. Like they got, um, like they, they were, they were equally as hot as Phoenix was getting into the bubble and playing in the playoffs. But you're right. Like I said, you know, the Hawks, you know, is that an anomaly or is that just, you know, because you saw two separate teams play the Hawks. Like, yeah. and that's what I think is frustrating with the Celtics right now is you're seeing, you're not getting consistency where you, you, you would figure they would be consistent. And I get, they haven't played with their starting five at all this season, their true starting five. Mm-hmm. But again, it has to come to a point where you've literally played with the same guys every night in in day in and day out. There has to be some sort of jiving or chemistry you know, that, that, that they're just not communicating. Are they just bad? Is Brad Stevens, you know, doing bad rotations coming off the bench and substitutions or right. is right. So Kemba Walker is playing like dog shit and the second unit and there is no third unit. Like those all suck. So you mentioned this way long ago and I always joked like Danny Ainge put together this team and I think he did come on WEI as far as an article I read and pretty much said this is on me right now. Yeah, sports up on, Dan, on uh, Toucher and Rich, he came on and they asked him about it. I was like, no, I constructed this team. Yeah, and it's like dog that. shit, you know, and, and, and you know, and, that, and I said it back on our NBA preview show that the fact that Gordon opted out and left it was like a tremendous you know, eye-opening omen that, hey, we're going to miss that piece. And fuck, we are. Because there's literally nobody on the bench that can drop 10 points. 10. Yeah, then, because Richard is, Pey- Peyton Richards is, you know, is a is a streaky guy. He'll have one or two great games, but he can't, he doesn't have consistency. He's Same a third string with- point guard. And that's exactly what we need. A guy that's going to have like four assists and eight points. That's <laughs> there's nothing more to expect from him. That's his, as of right now, as a third stringer, that's his, that's his role. Now, Kemba totally unperforming, right? The other rookies. And, and this is, like I said, uh, this is the time where you're starting to see, and and this could be a product of the situation. Are the Celtics, Danny Ainge talking with Brad Stevens, trying to figure out how to showcase some of their young talent to create trade bait? Because Semi is getting minutes that are redonkulous. He's starting half of these games. You got Robert Williams, which I love, but I think it's trade bait. You know, he's got he's averaging like 
eight boards, eight points. He's outperforming Tristan Thompson, but they're not putting him into that spot. And I think it's just because we got youth, we got talent. I need to showcase this talent. And guess what that's creating? We can't sustain or keep a 20-point lead because these guys then go in and can't do shit. And then they cause and, – and so it could be working against them or working for them. I don't know. But I feel like these lineups are indicative that they're trying to do something because this is – not or God forbid, like I'm not trying to be a pessimistic about it where, or a pessimist about it. If they're trying to put these lineups in to make it work, I don't think that's the case. I think they're saying, look at all these guys we have, other teams. Like, don't you want a Robert Williams? Don't you want the Naismith? Which I'm starting to love that pick because the guy's got energy. He plays hard. He's just not hitting his shot, which is normal for a rookie who gets like, I don't know, eight minutes of playing time. He's a, he's a hot shooter. You need to have him play minutes. And when he does, he's actually formidable. He's actually a pretty good damn player. Give them the give them time. And I think that's what they're trying to do to say to other teams so they can package like four of these guys for this one, you know, I don't know who it is, but a player, you know, to be named later that will actually make a difference and give us 14 points off the bench. If you give us 14 off the bench, guess what? We're we're gonna be the top three seed. That's all we need, to be honest with you. That's all we need. It's 14 points off the bench so that guys like Tatum and Jalen can actually take a break, come back full steam. You know, well, at yeah, least because, throughout the game, because that, because that's what you're seeing is you're seeing when your, your your starters go out, the second, third tier, they're they're in the negatives by twenty, like right off the bat. Like I think Peyton Richards like negative forty four at one point this season, being like he just they can't stop a nosebleed or his shots not falling. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, for me, for 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 again, how condensed this season is and how many games they're not playing. Um, and again, not knowing what the second half is going to look like, you know, going by what you're, they're just trying to, you know, showcase these guys, guys, you're, you're literally fighting for playoffs right now. You're playing for playoff seating. You guys should be putting out your best lineups, like in what you have. And if, if this is them showcasing for draft picks or that one player, I, I, I'm not on board with that. Like, but the you, timing makes sense for that. We still have half of a season to go, so they could still come out of the gates with uh 20 and or no 25 and 10 record, and they're going to be the top four seed. With you but know, again, it's one of those things you trust, right now. Do you trust Danny Age to make the right move? Nah, not, not at the moment because right okay. now there's just a lot of talk with. Like, what is it that we want? Is it a center? Is it a forward? Like, I see names pop up on social media or all this stuff all the time. And I'm kind of like, I'm looking at the player. I'm like, no, like, what is that going to, how is that going to move the dial this year? Because I keep looking at teams like Philadelphia, the Nets, who can still have a buyout guy come in. Like, Blake Griffin can go there and be like, oh, fucking great. Just because he got, he's, they released him, or they're 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 getting these, you know, Drummond is out there, and it's like some of these guys, I'm kind of like, yeah, they're I don't want them. Like I, there's there's a couple players that I do want, uh, that could actually be worth a damn, and it's Harrison Barnes and it's Vucevic from Orlando. Other than that, I don't I don't see the I don't see how that's going to fit because at least those guys are going to get plenty of points, plenty of depth, where. But like you said, what kind of King Ransom is going to have to go with that? 
And, you know, is, is it because the Celtics, the Celtics aren't in a position to be demanding. The league knows what they need. Like, it's not like this surprise thing they need to do. Like it's the same thing. I'll use the Patriots as example in the NFL and major league baseball, even more teams know what teams need. It's pretty obvious by watching film and just, you know, watching this look at the standings. So like everybody knew the Patriots needed a wide receiver. Everybody knows that the Patriots need a quarterback. Um, you don't think of the, if they're like, well, we want a quarterback. They're like, well, you're desperate for this player. So the, the, you, we're going to charge a King's ransom. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's, I think, I think that's what the NBA is looking at. And, and you got hints of that last year at the trade deadline when Danny was like, and even wick was like, well, there was offers out there, but it was a little too steep. The price was too high for what we were willing to pay for the player, blah, 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 blah. So again, if I'm a team, if I'm Orlando, right. And they, I, I Celtics, I'm knocking, you're not going to take, you're going to be like, I want X, Y, Z. I want your farm. Like I want a lot more. And then because at that point, Orlando's not Orlando's in the driving seat. The Celtics will never be in a driving seat for a player in the next two years for, for a trade because they have nothing to offer. That's the problem. Like you, well, they, you they've lost it. your lottery. It's two you've guys. Lost. It's two guys, Jalen and Jason. Everybody else, in my opinion, is on the fucking table. But again, like, how, how what's their quality in the in the in the league? Like, is it is it a, is it, is it a plus stuff? Like, is it B? Is it C? It's just, I know it's different in the NBA because you have to have the numbers that match up. You can't trade, you know, all this stuff for one player. That's really, it's a very rare trade. Um, that, that I always call it like the Kevin Garnett trade where they traded like seven players for Kevin yeah. Garnett. Um, but like I said, it's one of those things like Orlando's like, well, we're almost guaranteed a lottery pick. We're almost guaranteed, you know, we're going to get a, a, a top player in the draft, or at least we can maybe flip that for some more picks, whatever. Why are we going to take on the Celtics scraps to give away a good player that we just need to build around? Like, I'm not stating that that's not the case that that would happen, but if I'm Orlando, like, what are you asking for? Yeah, I guess. And, and again, I, I haven't heard any of this talk and, and, you know, and I could be com- talking completely out of my ass, but it's like, if Kemba Walker it's was part of that, it's a sports podcast. We're uh, all talking out of our ass. If Kemba Walker was on the table to, to go down to Orlando, I mean, they have Mark Markel Fultz down there already, but he's, he's out for this season. And then his, his contract expires come 2023. And then you have, Tice, who also is only five million on the books, and he's his contract is up. I mean, so you got to start looking at some of these numbers of how they play out with some of these teams, where it's like, all right, I I don't care, I want that you know expiring because I'm looking at down this road. The other things that I've heard is that, and again, you, you continue to make fun of me about it, but that's part of why I say it. 2023, Bradley Beal is up for free agency, and who's to say that they're not putting all their chips in that basket, and trying to release some of this contract, all these young players to say we're giving you a super max deal because we already have guys that are on max deals with Jalen and, you know, Jalen and uh, with, with Jason. So that is also an, an option and, and Tatum and Beal from what I hear, man, they're like two peas in a pod and they're best buds. So they, they gave COVID like, to each other and, and they're all about it. So that sounds like uh, something else. Celtics really wanted in, in Antonio uh, AD and they were 
They, they were looking forward to his trade exception. And when he's, hmm, this sounds familiar. Like AD was never an time. option. Shitty argument. He's part of no, clutch. It's not. He, yes. Dan, he's part of Dan, clutch, buddy. No, 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 no. Get, Danny Ainge, hold, no, no, no. He's part of clutch agency who is run by the best friend of LeBron James. There is no chance in fucking hell that he was ever ever coming so as you sitting there talking like felger and maz over there it was never happening the fact that we he even put any effort with clutch ever since he put they should it would have never been an option and kd was a glimpse in the wind too that that could have happened but it didn't he went to golden state and who's to say why he did i mean obviously he won two championships that way but ad Never had a chance. That was a waste of time, and it's a waste of conversation. So it was never going to happen. He was with Clutch. He was going to L.A. My my next thing is, is he going to stay? Because I, I have a feeling LeBron already has an you know his out clause coming around when his son comes into the league. So that, that out in L.A. is not going to last forever. That thing's only going to last another two more years, and then that's over. Now I'm going to be curious if AD stays there by himself, which I doubt. And I wonder where he's going to go next. You know, you know, at that point he might be hobbing along because he's already hobbing along that he might not be worth a damn in two or two years. So I don't I'm care. Just, AD, I, AD does not move the dial I'm, for me. I'm just saying you had your GM fawning over him and salivating every opportunity he wanted to talk about that, that he was always on the radar and they were always constantly inquiring with Pelicans about his trade value. And also he only signed clutch the year before he was traded. So before you yeah, 2018, he was signed, but again, so, so he he went to LA. I'm not, I'm not staying again. I am stating that proves my point. So no, it doesn't. It doesn't. It does. A year before he left. I'm not saying I am saying you are saying that, Oh, they're they're chips. They're building to something. I am stating that's the same thing the Celtics wanted to do with AD. I'm not disproving your argument that that's what they're trying to do in 2023 to get Beal. I'm just stating the Celtics have done this route, but players, they just want an envy. And sometimes they lose focus and just miss the mark. And that's what they did with AD. That's what they did with KD. Like I said, I'm all for you. If him and Tatum are buddies and they want to come to Boston and and, and, and he can get Beal to come in, to Boston 2023, great. They succeeded at that, that plan. I am stating that they, Danny Age on multiple occasions stated that he would love to have AD in Boston and kept following up with the, or the Pelicans to see if he could swing a trade to get him to come to Boston at when he still was under his contract to keep him in Boston. And that, as, that was and always Celtics fan and following the team. I a hundred percent knew that was never happening. So the fact that you might have bought into that idea, I did ridiculous. Never bought into it. I'm just stating oh. your 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 GM. That was their master plan. So, you know, that's what I all. That's all I'm saying. Like, yeah, great. Well, it's back to the, what you said in the last show, where it's like, yeah, the difference. You're, you're talking also the difference between Boston and LA and uh, yeah. Golden State. So, to me, it's like, yeah, we're losing every time because of oh, that I, reason. But- but it's worse, and, and and this is what this is what's th- that hurt the the opportunity for Danny Age to get D, uh, AD was you weren't signing him as a free agent. You still had years on the contract, and he didn't have a no movement clause. 
So AD, he had one year. So to have him for one year, it's literally what we would have done for Kawhi Leonard, which to me, again, the only time that ever worked in history was Toronto. But again, I'm what I'm stating is that Danny Age multiple years reached out to New Orleans when they weren't doing well and offered lottery picks, the the Nets picks, anything that the Nets would bite on to see if they would even entertain training AD. That was in 2016, 2017, all that stuff. Even even after they got Kyrie, they still reached out on numerous occasions to the Pelicans to see if they can get a trade going. And again, it didn't work well, why out would because it, the Pelicans. Okay, in that regard, you're saying it from Celtics' point of view. Why would New Orleans ever want to do that? Exactly, but I'm saying like <laughs> Danny Ainge. But but again, I'm I'm saying from Danny Ainge's point of view, that's what he wanted. That was one of his end goals was to try to get. Antonio and uh, Antonio and Anthony Davis out of New Orleans into Boston, then to sell him on Boston. That was remember that that was the whole thing with the one years. You get the player and you try to sell him on the culture. You try to sell him with the players. You try to, you know, get him to resign here. And do the best you can with the talent you had. That's why I remember the Celtics brought out their fucking championship parade for KD down the Hamptons to try to sell him on Boston. Having him in the building is a little bit easier. Uh, but like I said, that's just Danny Ainge being very like honed in on a player. And like I said, and I, and I hope that if that's the case that they have with Bradley Beal and Danny Ainge is still here when that opportunity arises. Cause again, I think if they have another middling season might, or not, they might, might not. Yeah. Might not. Um, yeah. But, but again, and, and I think that's when one of the issues with the Celtics is they get so focused on a player that they just covet and they just, they lose at the fringes especially some of the players that did move at the deadlines the last two years that there was that the Celtics could have got were like less, they had more ammunition and they just couldn't swing the trade because they were so focused on like this one piece to fall. Yeah. And I think it's like, uh, you know, and, and, and that's the tough thing with the Celtics. Cause you got these two guys, um, Jason and, Ta- uh, Jason and Jalen, Jason and Tatum. Jason and Tatum, uh, Jalen and Tatum, <laughs> first name, then last name. Uh, anyway, you have these two guys that are under 25 years old, not even close to their prime. They still have five more years each to even reach that plateau. Cause that's when everyone h- hits their stride in their career is around 27. So you have these two guys that are super young. They're under contract until that time. So once they're hitting their prime, then they have to get another in- extension or whatever it may be. So they're putting so much, and, that, and this is this is how I believe too, stock into those guys that when you talk about losing out on these fringe, it's because they're so focused on trying to keep what they already have, which are the two best under 25 player duo in the league for the next oh, five years. So you got to keep those. And that's why teams like what you just mentioned, one of those guys would have been gone. And then it would have been one or the other, probably not Tatum. So it would have been Jalen and maybe AD at that point. Uh, are we better off that way with uh, AD's history? No, no, not at all. I'd rather have Tatum all day long for the rest of his career than AD ever. So, I mean, that's that's a fault of Danny. You know, like I've the problem is this is hindsight because we got to watch his career go. The fact that when he went over to LA, yeah, okay, they win a championship, great, you know, uh, but LeBron has a lot to do with it. The new coach had a lot to do with it. The organization had a lot to do with it. The other players, this team that LA has even now even got even better. They made acquisitions. They brought in newer players and they're still pretty good. And, uh, 
so as far as Danny going after AD, exactly what you're, you know, to your point, yeah, they they probably lost out on a lot of better deals because of that focus, that tunnel vision on a guy. Uh, but they also did that with uh, now again his career didn't go as well in Boston, but we did get a free agent, Gordon Hayward, which who was the top free agent of that season, a number one free agent. You always, you know, you don't you don't really because his career didn't go as well because he got injured. But now look what he's doing in, in Charlotte. He's like, yeah, he's, he's a 21, he's a 20 point guy and they're actually winning. And for Charlotte to have a plus, you know, in their winning they're they could be a playoff team. And it's because, uh, it's because of the one guy he's bringing a good culture and he, you know, and it just didn't work out in Boston. And that's when, oh, we did get a free agent luckily because of Brad Stevens and their relationship. But, uh, you know, I, I still think that it sucked that his career, you know, he got hurt while he was here, uh, Gordon Hayward. But uh, at least we focused on that. We got what we wanted, and he was a hell of a player. And when he did play and when he was healthy, he was the second-best player on the team. Second. You know, he was better than Jalen. On, on his best day, he was better than Jalen. But now... And I think that's where Gordon was like, I'm out of here because Jalen's moving this way and Gordon's going that way. And that's how the Celtics saw it. They're like, we're putting our stock in this guy. See ya. You know, and like, we're not treating you with the, as, as much as we thought when you came in. So sorry, like, here's, there's the door, you know, not, there's a door. He kind of chose it himself, but he, I think he just saw the landscape of what was happening. And that's what the Celtics are really focused on back to that tunnel vision. It is on, on their team internally, which is, you know, Tatum and, and Brown, you know, and now you got to figure out how you put t- players around them. Cause guess what? You're not drafting those guys because it's going to take them five years to get where they're going to be. The only other guy that I would love to keep as much as possible is Marcus smart, just cause I like his, his grit and his hustle and his heart. Um, but I don't want him to be the third option of scoring. Cause then our team sucks even more. So Kemba's got to get his shit together. You know, like he's playing awful. Like there was a point in the game last night where he was wide open for a three, hesitated, dribbled, stepped back, took a shitty three and missed. And this was in overtime and I'm or maybe right before overtime or in overtime, like critical point. And I was just watching. I was like, what the fuck was that? Like, you're an all star, man. Like, what What do you do? You were wide open. You hesitated. You dribbled and made it a more difficult shot that you miss. And I'm like, that right there is my pinpoint to why they lost. Oh, the rest, they say, oh, the ball goes 100 different ways. Uh-uh, I don't care. It was at a critical point to go up by three that they would have been able to put the chokehold. And guess what? He missed. I think then they came down and then uh, Hart nailed the three. And now we were down by three. And and, uh, and then with a minute to go, and I was like, oh, we're fucked. Because I just knew how the game was going. We're fucked. So I, that's how simple I could see the Celtics and be like, they ain't, they ain't coming back from three points with a minute to go. Like, that's not the, how the team's built. And I uh, also have to say, watching watching that game, or at least the highlights of it, seeing fans in the stands was weird. Yeah, which is what fifty percent of the league, right? Has fans in the stands or some or whatever. Yeah. Would you go to a game if there were like if the garden opened up and it was no. fifteen hundred no. people? No, I, like I said, I've probably only gone to about three or four games over the last eight years. Anyway, you know, like it's just not not one of those things. I, I've seen more football games. I like football. It's outside. Something about going in the winter into Boston 
and having to deal with the snow, traffic, parking, whatever, all that. You just stack it on where it's like, I don't care about Red Sox because you can take the train in, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's kind of easy to me. I like that I- idea of it. And then obviously Foxborough is 30 minutes outside a city. So <laughs> that's an easy, easy get in, get out type of, well, not really, but you know what I'm trying to say. It's not going into downtown Boston. There's something about downtown Boston. It's just like, what a clusterfuck, you know, like, it's just like, I don't, I just don't want to do it. Streets of cow paths. That's what they are. Well, so, and that's it. And, and the other thing is that all their games are pretty late. Like I only like one o'clock Sunday games anyway, because it's like you can get in and get out. You know, it's, it's actually still pretty quiet. A seven o'clock Friday game. Oh, no, thanks. I mean, I'm sure <laughs> it's the same way with the Bruins game, right? I mean, it, it's a late night game in Boston, you know, same stadium or same arena. So I don't know. I to me, it's just, the whole thing they don't they don't make it super convenient, not like the Red Sox and not like where the Patriots play, right? Well, true. I mean, you got to think too. At the, the the Patriots tried to get a home stadium in Boston for forever. The, I know the Crafts are working with Boston trying to get a, a soccer stadium in South Boston um, for the Revolution, so they're not playing in Gillette or a soccer only facility, mm-hmm. um, which holds like 36,000 or like 15,000. I forget what they wanted, but 36 sounds like a lot for a soccer. Do we I have that hands? No. <laughs> 3,600. Maybe I, I, I'd, I'd buy that think, number. <laughs> I'm trying to think, I think like the, the, uh, Red Bull arena, which is where the New York, uh, Red Bull, New Jersey team plays, mm-hmm. um, Red Bull arena. Here we go. Uh, here we go. Yeah, the yeah the soccer type stadium holds. So I think that's what they wanted. To, uh, Twenty five thousand. Oh man. Yep. Seems like a lot. In Harrison, New Jersey. Seems like <laughs> nice. You should go there sometime. Well, my one of my best friends, Ryan, uh, lived in Harrison for up until like last year. They moved uh, about twenty minutes north of there, but it was like it was walking distance to the stadium. So this past year, last year, that we were going to go to the Revolution game down there one like one Saturday afternoon uh, in April. Um, <laughs> and that that didn't work out too well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, yeah, it's just getting into getting into the city can suck, especially in the winter because there's any sort of you know, you know, you, you want that one o'clock matinee game, you know, you're right on the Saturday or Sunday, just so you're just, you know, you make kind of a little bit more of a day out of it than you work all day, then take a half day just to go sit in traffic because you miscalculated the time to leave and shit like that. Yeah, no, I'm all set with that. But again, yeah. you also can take the train into the stadium. It's just not as easy to do so. No, because it's North End and it, where the, where the, um, where the Red Sox are. I, it just seems more convenient to get to that stadium and like it. And there's something about Yaki Way where it's there's more. Well, it's stuff. not Yaki Way anymore. Can't Sorry. say it. It's verboten. <laughs> Jersey Street. <laughs> even even better. Jersey Street. So more stuff to do there. I you know I, I don't mind going to a game and getting there like three hours early. We're a Boston game. <laughs> what what do you do up there for three hours if you want to Drink. go even an hour before the game right like these bars right on that uh oh, right across well, the stadium well, it's just like well you still have that at the causeway and they just built that whole new part of the garden the hub whatever it is where there's restaurants and bars and 
you know, that's where when I used to go to Celtics games and Bruins games and wrestling events, we used to go to the greatest bar, which is like walking like right across the street from the garden and we would eat, drink mm-hmm. and get hammered there, then stumble yep. over to the stadium. So we're not paying $8, $9 beers in the garden. But that's but, a place that you walk into and smells like stale beer, right? That- nope. No, Force? no, it's 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 a nice bar. What's it's the place that I'm thinking about when you walk in. It's all wood paneling. Smells like uh, oh, probably the penalty box. That's a that's that place is no, legitimately... no, no, it... no. It had a super like Murphy's. You know, it had like a super Irish last name. Yeah, there's there's you know throw a rocket at eight Murphy bars in Boston. It's not a. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this or was very Sullivan. large, and it was definitely all Celtic stuff, all sports stuff in there. Like it was. Yeah, the, the, there. this one has like three stories and has a giant screen and a big oh, ass no, bar. Not, not it's really like if you watch the when the Celtics when the the Red yeah, the Patriot the goddamn wrong sport the Red Sox won in 4 That's mm-hmm. the bar that has the live shot of them winning the World Series. They pan to it. You see everybody like going crazy. No, oh, okay. It's the greatest bar. Um, but you know, with that, we're going to transition into the NHL. Did you watch any of the hockey this weekend? Of course not, man. You didn't do a great job convincing me last, last show. I, I told you, well, no one will ever hear what exactly I told you to do. Uh, <laughs> cause that's about eight minutes of dead air. Um, no, it was the outdoor games. Like those I always feel like are awesome games. Um, you had Vegas versus Colorado and you had Philly versus Boston. Same place. Yep. Same place. So you had uh, Vegas and Colorado play on Saturday. So Saturday, the game was there. Both games was to happen during the day. They're supposed mm-hmm. to be happened during daylight. Problem was the forecast said it was supposed to be cloudy and it was sunny and you can't play sun hockey outdoors in the sun. A for the glare off the ice, but also you have things in the ice for your red line, your blue line and your advertising. Mm-hmm. So the ice was melting faster than they could refreeze it because the sun was that intense. So there was a 45-minute intermission between the first and second period, and then they kicked the game to 9 o'clock local time, midnight Eastern time, to finish the first game. And then yesterday they played the game at like 7.50 or 8 o'clock here, and then um, you know 4 o'clock out that way. But I have to tell you, like I said, it was – awesome scenery like it was on the 18th fairway of a golf course and you had Mm -hmm. lake tahoe and then you had the sierra nevadas snow capped in the background no fans there's no no Mm -hmm. nothing so you're looking outside the glass you're looking right over to the lake and uh you know it looked like an an infinity pool right you couldn't see when the lake began or end it looks like they were on the lake that yeah and then and then they did, uh, and then it was sunsetting over the Sierra Nevadas during the game. So you had mm-hmm. like the mountains lit up with like, it was gorgeous. Like, as a hockey purist, that is what you fucking, fucking just come for. Like, <laughs> you're outdoor in the elements and you're enjoying it and you're just having a blast watching it. Um, you know, and it was what Bruins won seven to three. They won. They scored three goals in a minute and nineteen seconds. Um, Would they play the the Flyers? The you Flyers, said? yeah. Flyers, are any, Flyers are right how, now. How, in, are they any good? Uh, yeah, they were I, the number one. They had they had the number one seed in the in their um, bracket last year for the playoffs. So they're the number one team. 
they, this this game, the the Flyers weren't fully healthy. They have like seven of their top players out due to COVID protocols, mm-hmm. so they didn't travel. So so it was kind of tough for them, but it was they were rocking their old retro jerseys too, the old mm-hmm. stuff. So it was actually like a really cool weekend, you know. And Jen watched it with me, and it was just that's the time I I I did it with Pete in the backyard and ice skated and played like you know half half rink hockey and stuff like that, which was just mm-hmm. always fun. Oh, trust me, when you have the rink next year, what he's going to build in your backyard, you'll know all about all right. it. He came over uh, to drop something off, and he we were like looking out in the backyard, and he was like, "Yep, that's where it's gonna go." And I'm like, "Yeah, that's cool. I mean, I'm sure the kids are gonna love it." So, like, as long as you're coming over and taking them out, like, and setting it up and to doing all that stuff. Well, I remember the last time I actually skated on it was at First Street, and I remember coming over, and I need, I was just, I wanted just kind of do laps or whatever for like exercise or whatever. I don't know what I, what I, I was out by myself pretty much most of the time. I think Emma came to join me, but I was just doing figure eights like as fast as I could. And like a, like a sprint. Uh, that's, that's kind of all I did. I was like, don't give me a stick or a puck right now because that won't, I, I'm, I'm just trying to concentrate. I'm not breaking my femur. Um, (laughs) so yeah, and 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 that's where, like I said, that's where I learned to skate. But it was like one of those things I was just watching it and being like, "Oh, this is like a perfect day to be like on the rink." Uh, but that was fun. It was exciting. So go, dude. What do do so favor? Just turn on the Nesson, watch a game. They're playing. They're actually playing next Sunday at twelve o'clock on NBC. It's the game of the week against the Rangers. So throw it on. <laughs> watch oh. it. Go over. All of my family would like enjoy me watching a, a Rangers game. Most of my there relatives are down in the, in the Long Island area and they love the Rangers and the Islanders. And there you go. I'm sure some of our listeners are like, yeah, yeah, you should do that. I'm like, nah, I probably I'll do that as soon as I watch NASCAR. And that ain't happening anytime soon. I'm telling you, do you see where I'm going with this? I'm more diverse in my sports. What do you mean more diverse? <laughs> Read between the lines, buddy. <laughs> There's minorities who play hockey. Oh, what? How many? Yeah. How many? There's a there's a oh, couple on each team. You're hurting. You're, I see your brows frowning right now because it's. I'm like, trying to think because you have think about it right now. <laughs> PK Subban is one of the best players in the, the league. Who, who's that? It's like the who's only the name, name I've ever heard of hockey. <laughs> it's PK Subban. Maybe it's because you brought him up last show. Who knows? Pecan Subban, Pecan Subban. I probably can't even name five guys, so I guess I shouldn't really talk. See, at least I, I can name five I, players. I couldn't even name Marshawn, right? I think I've heard his name before. Yep. I'm just trying to be. Uh, again, and unfortunately, these are only last name Taze. Yep. From now, if you ask me, okay, I was about to say, if you ask me what team he plays on, now you're now you're stretching it. Oh God, come on! <laughs> plays for Pittsburgh. Sydney is he still playing? Yep. Okay, three. All right, uh, man, here we go. God, how do I not know more Bruins? Uh, how- what about what about the dude that the young dude? And I love this kid. Because he was such like Boston. I think they liked him. It was like a 50-50. He went over to Dallas. Um, come on. Uh, Sagan. 
Yep, he still plays with Dallas. Right? Yeah, uh, I remember him being just a young kid who loved to drink and party, and the Bruins were like, "Get the fuck out of here!" You know. Well, like, well, well he also won. He won a Stanley Cup when he was like eighteen, so he could celebrate in Vancouver because he was drinking. It. That's where they won the cup. But when he got back to Boston, he couldn't go to any of the bars. Yeah, he. Uh, from what I remember, is like he was a big partier, right? It was a young kid. Oh, yeah. so he just liked to party, and the, and the team was older, right? And they were kind of like, "This is back in my WEEI days, where I'm like, I, this is the only news I heard." And they got rid of him, and everyone, like, fifty percent of the uh, Bruins fans are like, "Oh shit, he was really good. Like he was young, and he was going to be like." But I understand why we did it, you know, type of thing. All right. So how many was that? Four? four. And then I I said, so PK? I'm not giving you that one because I said it prior. No. I just said Um, God, I'm trying to think of a... I'm trying to think of a guy on Tampa Bay. I want to (sighs) say... I mentioned him like seven times in the show. Yeah, but I I keep wanting to say Stamos, but that's not his that's not his name, right? Close. Stamkos. Close. Stamkos. Stamos is from Full House. <laughs> also, anyway. also, I I was bitching about Braden Point all season from Tampa Bay as well. That's who I was bitching about in the playoffs. Yeah, don't don't that doesn't ring a bell. I mean, some of these guys I could actually I see a picture of them. Be like, I know who that is. Like Chara, I know who that is. Yep, Bergeron. Uh, Rask. No, I couldn't pick out Bergeron. Tuca, you can pick out because he's funny it's looking. Goof. Yeah. <laughs> it's, he looks like a vampire. Um, but yeah. then, so, and again, what I like about the sport, and this is what always blew my mind, uh, was how names just stuck. Oh, Ovechkin. I know who Ovechkin is too. Yeah, I was. I didn't want to give you that one. That one's an easier one. I, that's why I was like, he plays for Washington. Yeah, it's like I gotta. I you know, like I said, once I see their picture, I'm like, I know that guy. I know that guy. I, I mean, only guy. if you only if there was it, it's on like TV and you could watch it. And a lot of times they don't play the same time as the Celtics do. Just do they don't. Messy. They do. They don't. They do or they don't. They don't. A lot of times they're on different time. Like they normally play Tuesday, Wednesdays, or Thursdays. Yeah, like so, on, the, it's on the off nights. Yeah, because it's very. I don't think it's. It's only when they have a national game that maybe like yesterday, right? Or, so one or, was or on ABC have, and the other one was probably on N- NBC Sports, right? Yeah, or if they're like both away from the Garden, basically. Yeah, because they very rarely do they do the the they play both they play both of the same that at the Garden at the same time. Yeah. So what I like about hockey is like I feel like there's guys that could play for a very long time. There's names. Ask my that, dad. What? Right. Ask my there's, dad. There's guys that just play for very like um Chara. Chara's 43 years old. Right. He's, he's just he's Chara. just as old as Brady. Right. And that's and that's crazy. Cause I still remember playing like back in high school, NHL 97. Does that sound about yeah, right? Yeah. Very yeah. yeah. 94. 94 is the big one that everybody remembers. Is it 94? See that that would have been early. I would have been 12 and I would have been in But Utah. that was on that Sega. That wasn't me. That wasn't that wasn't a thing. Okay. for sure maybe yeah so, so you probably nhl 97 then 97 i was out in connecticut and we used to have like kind of like james bond parties did you have those too where you like played the shooter game like with Gold four guys all, yeah golden eye all night long i never had i never had a uh i never had an n64 
Yeah, so I want. I think it was Sega, and I remember the slap shot being like the the killer shot where you just all you had to do is cross ice and slap, you know, one time it right yeah. into the net, and that's <laughs> every time you yeah. score. And it, yeah, that was that, uh, that was a uh, y- y- Yadimir Yager. Yeah, but there was a couple other names. But he that, he's still playing. Yager, Yager's still playing. Still, yeah. Well, I knew he was on. Wasn't he on the Capitals? Re- he was on as Boston recently when they won the cup. Was he Maybe. on that team? I I, I know when, when he's not in the NHL. He he's playing overseas right now. Oh, okay. So the other one was Mario Lemieux, who who I felt was in the league probably my whole life. <laughs> you know, like it just I remember his name. You know, it's a funny story. I used when I was out in Utah, I'd watch the local sports channel. This is kind of before ESPN was really a thing. Uh, or I didn't have cable, so I didn't I didn't see ESPN. But so I was watching this local news. They in Utah Jazz were the only professional team, but uh, I think Colorado was starting to get to you know the Co- Colorado Avalanche was fi- like just started uh, their their franchise in Colorado, uh, or that franchise moved and started playing there. Whatever. Um, so hockey was starting to become kind of like a little bit more popular because there was kind of a team close by in a neighboring state. And I always remember listening and like at the time, so you're talking mid nineties, uh, the Toronto maple leaves, right? So for the longest time as a kid, the announcer would always say their name really fast, really fast and all the time. And I remember looking at my dad and be like, what team is the make believes? And he was like, what? I was like, the make-believes. Like, there's a, a hockey team, and the guy keeps saying the make-believes. I was like, that's a funny name. He goes, no, 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 it's the Maple Leaves. And I was like, oh, like the tree. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's not as cool. <laughs> I, was, I, I thought it was a lot cooler when your name was the Maple, maple uh, the Make-Believes. Like, <laughs> so, uh, so he's currently still playing, and he's 49 years old. Good God. Or Yager. Yeah, that makes sense. So I swear, Yager, Lemieux, like these guys, I remember. I probably remember more guys from the '90s than I would remember today. Like that's how much I've just probably so forgotten <laughs> or not even cared about or whatever. So with that, we'll we'll wrap up with our final topic. There's been some major movement in the NHL, uh, NHL, the NFL. I was about to say, it's like, oh shit, I don't know about any of this. Yeah. So <laughs> uh Carson Wentz finally got traded. Uh-huh. Um Philly is... did not get the King's ransom that they wanted. Um <laughs> so why would they? But now he's with the Colts. So per- perfect fit. It's a good team. Make... It's a good football team. So well, here's the question. The Colts finished what? They didn't win the division. Did they win the division? No, Titans, I think, right? No, they were they, 11, no, they, they were eleven and they were eleven and five. No, they did because Philip Rivers choked in the playoffs again. Yeah, so they were eleven and five and lost a home playoff game. Is that yeah? Is that, they lost it to the. Um... Oh my god! I'm trying to think. Uh, Cleveland? No. Oh no, they yeah they were tied with the. They were both eleven and five, so they were. They must have been a wild card team. I think they were. Yeah, I think I think uh, that makes sense. Oh, they lost to the Bills. That was the Bills game. Okay. Uh, Yeah. So good football team. I think. uh, I guess you'll see right away. You know, like if uh, not right away, but uh, if Wright can 
right the ship, you know, so to speak, right the ship uh, for Wentz. And, you know, maybe maybe there's a, a path for him to play better. He's been injured a lot. You know, as long as he can kind of put his guard down, I guess he was tough to deal with. He was kind of a. I mean, he does have a Super Bowl ring, so I don't, I don't know. Maybe he's like throw, get that goes to his head as well. Who knows? You know, like I, I don't know well, much, yeah. about, much about him. I don't because I don't. It's, it's the Eagles. Like that team could like not exist tomorrow, and I'm totally fine with it. So, well, yeah, because you got to think. You know, he was an MVP. He was the he was the on odd favorite to win the MVP the year the Eagles won the Super Bowl, but then he got hurt, mm-hmm. and then Nick Folds took him to the promised land. Um, and then of course they they again, invested in uh, folds and then over hang uh, over Wentz and then Wentz got hurt again. Like mm-hmm. it's just one of those things in, in Wentz had his best statistical year with Frank Reich. Mm-hmm. But after Frank Reich left, their offense kind of altered drastically. Um, and it was reported that he hated that Jalen hurt was drafted as well that, you know, he was, but again, it's like, Dude, if I'm the Eagles, when I saw that draft, I'm like, well, yeah, because you're always fucking hurt. Like, sure. they're not even though they invested all this money into you, you can't stay in the field. So why am I? Why am I going to do any more money with you? Mm-hmm. I think this instantaneously makes the Colts better. I think it does help them put over, put them over Tennessee because they were tied in the division. I think this definitely makes them go over. I think Philip Rivers. Got you got as much as you could out of Phillips Rivers, but again, it's Phillips River. Like mm-hmm. he just, he had one. He went. To, you know, he went to the conference finals once. Out of city when he was at down in San Diego, or he went. Yeah, yeah. He probably yeah, makes he went sense. To the, they he were to the always conference finals the, once. Yeah, and I always remember there was a couple of years when they were playing the Patriots, and we were like, "Oh gosh, we should worry about San Diego," and then we would trounce them and be like, "I guess not," you know, like because they were well, they the always thing. put just stats up. They're they're a stat team, right? They just well, that's, that's what it was. It was got stats. Oh six was the Troy Brown interception game to make the make the. Mm-hmm. Patriots beat San Diego, who was the favorite in that game. Right. And then they got to the conference finals in 07 when the Patriots were 17 and 0. Like, so it was just crazy. But, uh, but like I said, we'll see. Like I said, I mean, they didn't trade away too much draft capital, which was really good. Um, but I think, you know, I, 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 I can't believe the Eagles were trying to get what they got for Stafford. Like you were never going to get that for him. No, I, hey, there's a lot, a lot to do with his injury and his contract is, is, is stupid. Not, not awesome. I mean, at least for Stafford and Goff, at least the numbers were getting a little bit closer and they had to, you know, send those picks because Goff, Goff, the numbers meaning price tag was the same, but the performance on the field is not Goff is, uh, that's why so many picks had to go with that. Goff's not, not great. Like, uh, but as far as like with Philadelphia now putting the steering wheel in front of Jalen Hurts, I'm like, doesn't sound great to me either. Talk, talk about he is a stopgap quarterback in my opinion. Everyone's kind well, of on his shit, and I'm like, for what? Like, like do, guy was you know, the like, guy lost his job in Alabama and had to go to Cliff. Oh no, was it Cliff Kingsbury's team to just throw up stats to even get fucking drafted? I don't I think, think he's so, as good yeah. as what people think he is. Like people are like, oh, Jalen. Yeah, I'm like, dude. The guy came in a couple games and ran the ball. You know, couldn't see, couldn't see what guys were running the routes, so he ran. And yeah, of course, that opens up a different dynamic. 
and then he can now throw the ball into certain pockets. I don't know. Uh, I'm like, I think the Philly, not that if Wentz would have came back, there just would have been controversy, and that's all they got rid of was the controversy. They didn't get so, better. They didn't get better. I mean, the Eagles aren't going to get better to begin with because as of right now, as of to, as of five hours ago, the Eagles are currently $42.9 million over the cap. Yeah, because it's like dead. Yeah, because how they had to get rid of that contract was it was it wasn't some dead money there, right? It's crazy. And there, 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 you'll, there's going to be so many players released off that team. It's not even funny. Like if you, I feel bad for any Eagles fan in the next two or three years, you're going to be the same boat with us Patriots fans because God forbid knows what the hell is going to go on. Hope you hope you like that Super Bowl because <laughs> that's that's what Keep you looking bought. up at it. That's yep. what you, that's what you bought with uh, and Brady and, 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 and not Brady and Belichick gave to you by benching Mal- Malcolm Butler. But I digress. <laughs> oh God, yeah. That um, was, that with was that, crazy. there are rumors coming out of one Patriot place that a certain quarterback will be back next year. Oh yeah, you mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Cam Newton. Now why? What are, what are people not? saying? Why not? I don't know. Like Belichick is still high on him. He did everything that Belichick asked him to do. Belichick rewards loyalty. You know that. But what was he, he a was, one year, a one year, 1 million deal? So that was I, th- it? I think he made like, I think he hit a bunch of incentives. So he got like 3.7 million. Okay. But again, if you get him to come back for another million dollars from the Patriots, they're not going to, the Patriots are never going to spend 25, $30 million on a quarterback. I hope everybody realizes that. Like you're going to get like a Mitch Trubisky or you're going to get a, like Jimmy Garoppolo, like, and they're going to be like 15. Tom Brady never made $25 million a year mm-hmm. when he, when he was with the Patriots. Never. Yeah. And, and, and I'll be honest with you. I guess I asked the question why, but I don't believe the experiment with cam was an absolute failure. The problem was a lot bigger than that. And people just put the blame on top of him. Meaning cam newton for his performance but uh, i i look back at his career um and look back at some of the numbers he did he was still top five in rushing he had 12 rushing touchdowns he only threw for eight and had 12 interceptions so that that's not great threw for 2600 yards do you know what his his mvp season how many yards he threw for was like 38 like it was not. Yeah, but yeah, but then he also he's like not 50. a. He was never a throwing guy. He only created that dynamic with his legs, kind of similar to what I just said about Jalen Hurts. Is that he gives that dynamic where yeah, I can run. I mean, he had twelve touchdowns. That ain't. That's not bad, you know. Like if you if you put him into two categories as a running quarterback, he was top five in the league. Not bad, but everyone. Problem was he was following the great Tom Brady, and and, and that's where everyone like their brains started to hurt. And I'm like, why? He, you know, like you go ahead and look at his numbers. He was throwing, sailing the ball all over the place. Whatever. He just came off sh- a shoulder surgery, so yeah, he wasn't going to be 100. percent That's why he cost a million bucks. Everybody, fucking million dollars. I don't. Again, it's it's play money to them, but it's a lot of money to us. But I'm like, nah, man, for that value, for 20 touchdowns. I'll take a I'll take three. What would you wait? 3.7 all day, every day. He's not, he wasn't that bad. The team around him was pretty bad on top of it. And, and he couldn't throw. 
Yeah. Oh, no. Like I said, he threw for 2,600 yards. But again, his average throwing yardage for Carolina was only like 31 or 3,200. So he was only 600 yards off of that. So that's why, like, what were you expecting? 5,000 yards? You're, no, you're I wasn't expecting that. I, no, I, I, there's, I was expecting a serviceable quarterback. That's what I was expecting. He was not a serviceable quarterback. Yeah. Well, what, what was what was their ending record? Was it five and fifteen, or five and eleven? I'm sorry. No, I think oh, they were four and twelve, seven and nine, seven and nine. They were. They got up that high. So that's serviceable to me. Seven and nine, twenty six hundred yards throwing, twelve TDs rushing. Yeah, I just like I said, it, it it's the again, and I understand there was massive. The team was just fell short across the board with talent because Belichick just didn't get any talent um, last season. You know, and Edelman was out for ten games, so you know that doesn't help either. Um, sure, yeah, that that's a big thing. That that's probably yeah. a game. That's that's eight but, eight but, at that point. But for me, it, for me, Cam is the last resort coming back to the Patriots. You know, now Hoyer would be. No, like I said, because so as of right now, the only quarterback you have in your room is Stidham. I think Hoyer is a, Hoyer, Hoyer is a free agent as well. So yeah, right yeah. now, the only person you have in your quarterback room is Stidham. So, which he's probably making more than Cam. I think he was. No, he's still on a rookie deal. He probably wasn't. Yeah, but he's a first rounder. It's probably up to no, like two not. or three million. not a first rounder. Oh, he wasn't. So he was a fourth he's- rounder. He's not, he's not doing like two or three million by now. No, he's a fourth rounder, man. It's Belichick. Come on. <laughs> um. So, you know, the, the Patriots have been linked to Marcus Mariota. I heard that. With Jimmy Garoppolo, Derek Carr, Mitch Trubisky, and Cam Newton. Out of those, one, two, three, four, five players. Quarterbacks, what are, what is your ranking for who do you want to have? Say that again. So you had Mariota, Mariota, Derek Carr, Derek Carr Mitch Trubisky, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Cam Newton. I'll throw Stidham in there too as a sixth option. Rank your top top six. <laughs> which, is you... funny, which is funny because Mariota and Carr are on the same team. <laughs> so that's but Mariota only signed a one year deal. So he's, yeah, I know he's but it, the time that Mariota actually played for some of the, when Carr was out, wasn't terrible last year. Uh, they had a formidable offense too with a running game line and receivers. He didn't do terrible, but again, that, that offense is better than the Patriots. So uh, that ain't great. Derek, I guess Derek Carr would be one uh, begrudgingly. Uh, and then maybe, maybe Garoppolo, and that's only because of nostalgia reason. I, I, I don't know. I don't think he's as good as what everyone's saying. Um, so that's two. Mariota three, Cam four, and Trubisky five, Stidham six. Okay. Sounds about right. Yeah, I would do Garoppolo one, Mariota two, uh, Stidham three. Trubisky four, Carr five, Cam six. Yeah, Carr at the end makes sense because he's going to be expensive. Out of all the guys you said, that's yep. and Mitch Trubisky is pretty expensive. For well, I think he's, he's a free off. agent. Yeah, oh, okay. He's still pretty damn young. Other because teams the Bears didn't pick up his we, option. Yeah, other that's teams. Fine. The good news is that Belichick, at least Belichick, the Patriots 
have a wad of cash that they will overpay because they can they can outbid so holes There's they can so outbid you know it depends if you get if you want a good quarterback you can actually outbid the other guy but i don't think belichick's going to put value on top of that no. i think he's he's going to try to spread it over the team and then you know see what happens but to my point uh stidham his contract is only was only under a million bucks last year so he's he's pretty pretty fucking cheap so yeah i can see why he's still on the roster as a backup plan and that's fine for him to be there i think he's going to be like uh ryan mallet you know you know a guy that should stay again a guy that should stay on the bench and just hand the wall off in a couple of series to get the other guy back on the field like that's there that's you go. fine all right, so with that, ladies and gentlemen, this does conclude another fantastic episode of It's Go Time with Jay and James. Uh, I got a question for you, Mr. Jay. Yes, Mr. James. What do you like to have in the morning? I like What's your go-to wake-up call? So I'm a, I'm a, I'm a pour-over coffee guy, so I like to grind my beans and, and uh, let the nice, you know, put the kettle on, the water on top, let the pour-over happen. And, uh, so like a slow brew, but if I'm putting any kind of coffee in there, man, it's gotta be deadly grounds, coffee, get deadly.com. Everybody check it out. Go to check them out. There are our sponsors, get deadly.com. Um, and all, all orders over $50 of free shipping. They have unbelievably good dark roast support local businesses, uh, still do this trying time. And with that one more quick reminder, thedorkening.com for all your podcast needs, including the Dorkening flagship show every live every Wednesday, as well as super retro throwback review, the loudest sports show, uh, black and white fright, the wicked horror, slappy do unlimited. I don't know. We have 30 plus shows on the network. So check it out. And also another reminder, May 7th, March 17th is our St. Patrick live spectacular. Um, will be a live show. Uh, so across nice. the Dorkening network. So join us and Jay, uh, including many other guests from other shows will be joining us. We're going to, I have some party games to, uh, we're going to play and we're going to be some drinking and some laughing and some good times. So definitely tune into that. That's going to be on March 17th, around 9 PM Eastern standard time. Um, and that's going to be live on Facebook, YouTube, wherever your podcast will be found. We'll be, we'll be hyping that up more and more, but I keep on reminding people to tune in that week because we actually will have a live show. Who knows? We may have a live show beforehand because we are also doing the It's Go Time Fantasy Baseball League. We already we, have did we get it? Did five we get people. Guys? We have five people. How many so spots are open? Eight. We have eight total spots. So we have five teams so far. So it's me, you. Patrick and Ash from Loudest Sports and Throwdown Thursday. Mm-hmm. And then we have Nick, uh, who's on the show as well. So we have three nice. more spots open. Um, we still have to discuss if it's going to be compensated because I've been thinking about doing a winner-take-all, $25 a head, so you could win up to $200 of mm-hmm. a winner-take-all league just to make it interesting, especially for someone like Jay who's never done fantasy baseball. And that draft would definitely be live, and that would sometime happen in March. So tune in for more cool. information about that or go over to it's go time with Jay and James on our YouTube. Not YouTube. We haven't set up our YouTube. Yeah, hit us our up on Instagram or Facebook if you want to join the league. We'll 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 take you we'll take you in and uh you know, like I said, two hundred bucks your way if you win. So and we get to do it live, you know, not well draft will be live, but as the season goes on, we'll always talk about it week to week. There so you go. Something Works to for kind us. 
plug into. The other thing is, uh, I noticed that James was on our uh, other show on the Dorkening Network. You were on the Lattice Sports Show two weeks ago. Yep. Yep. And then I'm coming on with, I'm going on this Thursday with 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 uh, Pat and Ashes. So I'm looking forward to that. So for some of you listeners, there will, you know, not only will we'll roll this out in the beginning of the week, but at the end of the week, we'll roll, I'll roll out another episode that we were on. So, or at least myself and James, like I said, already, already uh, started, started us in there. So uh, I'm going to show, show our, our thing on our side. And- I can't believe they haven't asked us to come on as like a show. It's like, they're splitting us up here. Like, you know. Yeah, well, now we'll do it split, and then we'll we can come together. That's that's fine as long as you're available that Thursday night. So, yeah. well, you gotta work with me, baby. All right. So with that, check out Jay on the Louder Sports Show, uh, being dropping on Friday for all the sports news. And with that, guys, have a wonderful week. We'll check tech tech base with you. Check with you next week, and uh, we'll go from there. Tech base. Tech base. Tech. Base, tech, base, tech